Welcome to Fright Night Minute, a daily podcast where we discuss the original 1985 horror movie Fright Night, one minute at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Len. And welcome back, David, from Rock and Roll High School Minute. Hi there. We are on hump day. I hope you've been enjoying yourself, David. I know that I have, yeah. Uh, So this is Minute 18 of Fright Night. It begins with a what and ends with an invitation. So we have Amy and her latest pair of uh, overalls saying a what? I, I did have notes about those overalls. Oh, yeah? <laughs> well, I mean, just they're very, you know, 80s riffic, you know, the <laughs> sort of the bright red shirt and the, the bright white uh, overalls. And I think this is, along with the ribbons in the hair, or the, the barrettes, I think they are. Uh, it's just another attempt to sort of infantilize her a little bit before. Before she becomes, before she goes on her journey uh, later, you know she right. she has to look young and, and innocent, and I, I think that this outfit <laughs> this outfit really achieves that. So. <laughs> yeah, before Jerry turns her into Sandy at the end of Grease, uh, Amanda Beers said she auditioned with sixteen year olds. <laughs> uh, she was twenty six at the time, and she says that the first scene she shot was actually the burger scene we we covered earlier. I think it was last week. And she says that was that was a better way to get to know everybody and have fun with everybody than the uh, you know the original the the first scene, which is them, you know, her and uh, William Ragsdale making out. Although she does say in the uh, "You're Too Cool" Brewster documentary that uh, William Ragsdale is a really good kisser. So, <laughs> oh, I know, I know. <laughs> never met the guy, but um, no, I I think uh, you know the. the casting directors and the producers and everybody i think they made a, a really great choice about this you know it, she obviously goes on to have a a long career um you know both acting and and directing and uh, producing and all that stuff but uh she's um she she plays this role really well i think um through the whole arc of it and i think if they had cast a 16 year old and tried to make them look the way that amy eventually looks towards the end of the movie it it, it would not have played well and yeah. i think she can pull off the young and the sheepish in it actually one of the looks she gives in this minute i think is really great because as she sort of turns away from charlie and and um and she gets that like this isn't about trying to get me back is it and she really sort of you know does that brightening up and in, in away from him you know can't let him know how much you care kind of thing so yeah i, I think she pulls that off really well so i really love uh, amanda's smile in in that moment where she does that um, but I really want to examine this reaction. So we have Charlie, teenage boy, realizes he screwed things up by getting distracted by the neighbors when Amy wanted to have sex with him. He then screws up again and gets a burger in their face, and he realizes he's got to get her back. So his plan, according to her, is go to her house and say there's a vampire living next door that killed somebody. <laughs> how the heck does that mean? He, that How is that him trying to get her back? I mean... I laugh at a lot of Charlie's frustrations in this movie, but uh, at this one, I'm like, where did you even get that from? <laughs> you know, 
having previously been a teenage boy, I can attest uh, to some bad plans and decisions. So, uh, you know, who knows? Well, and this movie is supposedly set in Iowa, right? Isn't that sort of where we... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't look anything like Iowa. That you know, I spent a lot of time in Iowa to, anyway. But um, when you when you live in a town where there's not much going on, sometimes crazy plans creep into your head. You, just, you know, you got to make up your own fun. So, I remember asking a girl uh, when I was a teenager. I asked her, and she was like going out with my, one of my best friends. And I was like, "Listen, I'm going to have a girlfriend eventually, so I really need you to teach me how to kiss." And she was, she was like, ah, I don't know about that. I was like, come on, you know, we're friends. It's no big deal. He's not going to know. <laughs> it never happened, but, you know, I tried. But, yeah, I'm just trying to think of really wild cockamamie plans to uh, yeah. uh, get a female's attention. And, yeah, that was a pretty bad one, too. So I'm shipping out uh, tomorrow. I'm uh, sh- <laughs> yeah. I could die if we don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so we do see Amy's house for for the first time, just briefly. We don't see much of it. It's this is shot mostly in kind of close ups. I did count like three different paintings and like a brass wall mounted lamp. So I'm assuming that she's like a, more of a ritzy girl than Charlie is. Charlie is your, you know, divorced mom, suburban boy. Where I don't know. Well, we never see her parents either, but I'm assuming. Right. Just by. I guess the paintings. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, and I can just tell by that, uh, by those scrunchies in her hair, by those ribbons in her hair. Some high, <laughs> high value scrunchies right there. Those sweet, sweet barrettes. She's fancy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I have some more information about Charlie here's uh, William Ragsdale. It, Charlie Sheen actually showed up to audition for Charlie, but Tom Holland said he wouldn't even let him read. <laughs> he just like threw him right out. He's like, "You're too handsome." <laughs> <laughs> and R- William Ragsdale was trying to get the role of Rocky Dennis in Mask, but he lost the role to Eric Stoltz. Oh. But the casting director, Jackie Birch, remembered his audition and thought he'd be right for Charlie. And Tom said that uh, he came in and he just he just was like, this is Charlie. This is it. Yeah. Even though from William Ragsdale's uh, account, it seemed like he had to come back a few times to audition. So... <laughs> I mean, he he definitely has like he nails the sort of whiny teenage uh, you know thing that I, I'm not sure that Charlie Sheen he might have been like whoa he's vampire you know <laughs> yeah. but it would have been too cool for that I think you're probably right about that and uh, you know what I, I'm gonna go out on a limb here like I've seen recent photos of Charlie Sheen and I've seen recent photos of William Ragsdale and I, I think I think as age went on I think William's winning that battle honestly <laughs> I would have to agree yeah. Charlie's lived a hard life I think yeah. uh, I think William's been taking care of himself a little better. Yeah. So, you guys have anything else for the scene with Amy at all? You know, just I think Charlie's reaction is like, well, fine then. You know, like, you know, he, she sort of. It, so he essentially lays out the same information that he laid out to his mother, sort of, you know, this this is like a reversing of the mother scene. And um, she she sort of convinces him how crazy the vampire portion of it sounds. But he's I mean, he's still determined to do something. And what is he, his line is something like, I'm going to make damn sure they know about those two women. Right. Yeah, so like yeah. he's. You know, he he thinks he's got enough to to go on still at this point. He's not going to say anything about about vampires, but he's going to say, you know. So we see now Charlie and uh, Lieutenant Lennox pulling up across this way from the Dandridge house. And this is a good part where I can just drop in some more trivia here. This whole thing is uh, the Disney backlot. This is not I was going to ask, it's got to be a set, right? Because it's a great map painting, but with the church in the back. 
in the background. It looks like a map painting. There is a map painting that's actually the blue sky you see in the background. That's all matte. They had to block out some stuff and just to kind of show that they're looking down on the city. Um, right. Rather I than... think part of it was because the on the lot, the next building over was a church or something like that. So they had no, to that... like, it's the other direction. Yeah, it, that's actually on the other side of Charlie's house. And <laughs> it's really funny because, uh, you know, even when they get out of the car, they have kids playing all around. Tom yeah. Holland's trying desperately to sell this place as a school. Uh, and so when you see him drive by earlier, um, he drives by the church. It's definitely a church, but they have like swing sets and even like a little girl on a bouncy hobby house, hobby horse in front yeah. of the school. Uh, just like, this is definitely a place for kids. It's not like just a church. Yeah. It's just pretty, well, we talked about in a previous minute. Yeah. You can make out the word preschool uh, on the sign out front. Yeah. Cause yeah, I just always assumed all these years. I, I, I it always struck me as odd that there was a church right next door. What the hell <laughs> exactly. Was, what the hell? Yeah. Uh, and really, they had been looking all over L.A. for a good location for a Victor- an old Victorian house sitting next to a quaint suburban house. And they they scouted all over Los Angeles until somebody was like, you know, you should check the Disney backlot. That's exactly what they have. And they checked it out and they're like, this is it. And then they noticed there's a church there. <laughs> it's like, why would a vampire live like two doors away from a church? So that's why they decided to. uh to uh, throw you off the scent. I think that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I think something wicked this way comes was shot on this set, and yeah. something else big too, right? Wasn't uh, portions of Gone with the Wind or something like that shot on this? Wow. Oh yeah, well that's the that's actually the studio. Uh, just at this, okay? Place. Yeah, um, but this ex- this exterior here, this is uh, Residential Street and uh, Disney backlot, and yeah, this whole neighborhood had recently been built uh, to be used in something wicked this way comes, so they just kind of recycled it here. <laughs> Yeah, I almost want to go back and watch that movie just to you know to look around. But yeah, I'm like, oh man, next time I next time I go to Los Angeles and go to like the Disney World, I'm gonna go on that back lot. And nope, it's all torn down. <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. I do have to say one one thing about this procession up the street: the mailman, the whistling mailman, walking away from things. I think his whistle's a little too high in the mix, right? Because like <laughs> even listening to it on TV, like without headphones and stuff like that. You can clearly hear this whistling. You're like, what the hell is that whistling coming from? <laughs> I, I think it's because, you know, the guy facing away from you, walking away from you. I, I'm not going to say fire your uh, your um, sound director here, but, uh, you know, like, let's maybe rethink this scene a little bit. <laughs> so we have Lieutenant Lennox pulls up in his, uh, it's a 1973 Plymouth satellite. And I looked this up in the uh, Internet Movie Cars database. And I guess uh, Frank Drebin drove one in, in the police squad show. And nice. as well as, I don't know if you remember Hunter, but Hunter's main vehicle was uh, this satellite. And then we have Art Evans uh, step out. And <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, I mean, if you're Go if you're going to talk about cars, though, oh, we yeah. do see this this Dodge Colt hatchback driving past. I mean, that's a great 70s car, too. It's you know not oh, even yeah. involved in the scene, just goes the other way. But I mean, like, you know, and I'm assuming you guys already talked about the Mustang, right? That, that, oh, yeah. That was Tom. That's Tom's car, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, I just, just want to get the rest of the car porn out of the way because it's really a great <laughs> conglomeration of like 60s and 70s cars that are just plowing down the street. So, yeah. Uh-huh. So Art is pretty busy this year. He's uh, shot a small role in the movie Into the Night. 
which there is another minute by minute podcast that uh, Len and I just did a uh, guest spot on. But he also, this is like, I, I love it. I was like, oh, I have the same exact trivia for that minute as this. So uh, <laughs> let me just copy this over. So sorry if you've heard this already. But in the same year uh, he shot this role, he was in Tough Turf as a security guard. He was in a TV movie called Seduced as Cop Number One. And he was in another TV movie called Handsome Harry's as the character Speedy Sims. And since in the Incident Night podcast, I threw this trivia at Len, how about I just tell you, a- ask you, David, what do you think? Basically, he plays an auto worker that is found dead on an assembly line in the movie Christine. Do you know <laughs> why he was murdered? <laughs> um, <laughs> See how good, good your horror trivia is. <laughs> oh, man. Was he he got in the car and he was listening to the wrong, the wrong music? He changed the station or something like that? Uh, or he was smoking in the car. One yeah, or two. he flicks cigar ash on the upholstery, that's but was. that's good. You remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, so he's best known as the air traffic control employee, Leslie Barnes, uh, helping out John McClane in Die Hard 2, I'd say. That's where I'd recognize him from because he was kind of hit. That's probably like his biggest part in a movie that I've seen, at least, um, since he's only in this one scene here. Uh, yeah, as you say, he's, he's sort of been all over the place oh, but yeah. yeah there's probably not much you'd you'd one episode of this show and one episode of this show i mean so he's clearly a, a you know professional working actor but not uh one of those character actors that just kind of gets like hey i i kind of know that face so <laughs> yeah. yeah art was sent to an audition for fright night and he said there was a bunch of guys there and he was standing around and an hour later he was still standing around and he was getting really impatient and he was getting ready to leave and uh, then he suddenly looked around and realized he was the only black guy there. So he decided to <laughs> kind of stay there. <laughs> uh, and he ended up getting the part. I guess he kind of stuck out. Um, yeah. So he does remember shooting. And apparently while he was shooting, he was trying to take the role of Lieutenant Lennox very seriously. Apparently Tom Holland laid a hand on his shoulder to kind of direct him. And he ended up knocking his hand off. And he said, I wanted him <laughs> to respect the badge. And he said, he quote, his quote is, uh, I will make your ass have some respect or I will go through your ass like X lax. <laughs> At least that's what he says in the documentary. <laughs> wow. So he's, he's a method guy. Is what <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I do notice like when he introduces himself here, he says he's Lieutenant Lennox. He produces a Lieutenant's badge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the credits, he's detective Lennox, like everywhere you look, see it written out. So, and, and I had to look this up, but detective is definitely a couple grades below Lieutenant in ah. most. Uh, so, I've got a I've got a deep backstory theory on this. Oh, nice! That uh, you know he, all of this goes down, and they find out um, that there really was a vampire in their town, and I murdered all these people, and then they find out that Lieutenant Lennox was in the guy's house and did nothing to stop him, so then he got demoted down to demoted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> and so when the uh, the the film crew went back for the credit, they're like, oh uh, oh, you mean Detective Lennox? Oh, okay, well, let's write that down. <laughs> Exactly. He was between principal filming and uh, the making of the credits. He was demoted two grades. How embarrassing! <laughs> and yeah, Billy is you know definitely shows some respect to Lennox when he answers the door. And yeah, this might be another reason why his his job might have he might have been demoted. He does hold the ID upside down for some reason. Uh, <laughs> it kind of, uh, it's both upside down and sideways right because the badge is sideways which is right. fine but the id holder is upside down yeah yeah but yeah. And that, that's i wonder if that's like a theme because when um 
you know, you've got the whole backwards stake in the beginning. Yes, I was um, wondering if it was like the, that, yeah. Yeah, the upside down badge. So yeah, that's that's uh maybe it's some weird joke that Tom Holland is playing on all of us and I don't know what it is, but Well, they're about to step in. Well actually they are stepping in where the minute ends. So if does anybody have anything else for this minute? Nope. All right. Well, David Thank you again for being here. Uh, it is hump day, and we're halfway through the week, and we just want to let everybody know where they can find you. You want to tell them? Sure. Uh, check me out at the rock and roll high, rock and roll high school minute.com. There will someday be content there that is going to be a podcast, and then um, you should listen to it because it's going to be all about Ramones's and high schools's and uh, explosions's and uh, all that good stuff. So. <laughs> Yeah, peel, peel peel back the curtain tomorrow. Tomorrow night, you know, we're actually going to go see uh, Pet Cemetery. We're I, I, I'm personally hoping that uh, they're going to play the Ramones song during that movie. Just to oh yeah, I mean it's a terrible song. They have but to, it, though. I mean, like how could you not, right? Yeah. And if, if Stephen King is a big Ramones fan, I mean that's how that whole thing worked out anyway. So mm-hmm. the, if if Stephen's got any sort of say to it, I'm sure he'll he'll push for it. So well. Uh... Listeners, you will either know if we were proven right or if uh, we were we were sad walking out of the theater. Um, you know better than us right now. So uh, I do think it's time to put a stake in this one. So please follow us on Twitter at Fright Night Min. Send your feedback to Fright Night Minute at gmail.com. And please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, I'm Robin. I'm Len. And I'm Dave. Thanks for listening. Have a fright night, everyone. We're so cool. He's a vampire. A what? <laughs> You're